Hello, welcome to the podcast talking about Crystal Palace Hook Club. This is for the love of Palace. How are you, Chris? You okay? Yeah, I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. So we've got what three uh, three topics to talk about today. So we've got the, the fallout of the Super League, like big big thing going on right now. The last couple of days, uh, <laughs> the summer outlook, which is an article by the Athletic. I think you said, wasn't it? Yeah, the, the, the general article, and I was just going to apply what they were talking about to, to Palace. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, our three worst games since promotion. Yeah. Which um, I can imagine one of ours may be the same, I would have thought, but we'll, we'll get to that. So, uh, yeah, we'll start with the fallout of the Super League, I guess, shouldn't we? Yeah. So, What's your feelings, Mark? Oh, I'm glad it's uh, finally... Um, been sorted that you know they've been embarrassed like the six clubs from England all been embarrassed and hopefully all the other clubs feel the same way that they've been embarrassed at the fact they tried to sort of get a uh, a big money move to create their own tournament and uh, like a guaranteed football every year against all these big teams around the world and a load of money I'm glad they all feel a bit embarrassed now from you know from it, but I do feel sorry for the fans of the club. That's that's what I, f- I feel sorry for, you know, because if they should, I personally think the the uh, the chairman or whoever were the ones that are pushing for this thing to happen should be punished. It shouldn't punish a club. It should be some sort of fine. I personally think to them people that are trying to push this through. The thing is, while they have broken the. The, the rules there's nothing in, I don't think there's anything in the rule book other than expelling them from the the league as a punishment it's not like there's I don't know maybe, maybe there's more to the rule books than we know about but yeah I, I think it was against the rules and I think the, what I said was expulsion but that's not going to happen so you can't really just make up a random punishment to be like you know what let's just let's decide it'll be 10 points or something like that because well, the thing is, which I, I find with this is like when a team goes into administration, you know, there's all this and that, and you get deducted 10 points, which makes it harder for you to hopefully stay in that league and stuff. And that's that's for being a poor club. These like 12 teams are extremely rich clubs. You know, it's worth adding to that 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 was a rule that was brought in after a couple of teams went into administration. So it wasn't yeah. always the way. It wasn't always the way, I suppose. Yeah, it wasn't always the way. And there was a specific rule for that. Yeah. So if they brought in a specific rule that you went behind the backs of of, of the league to try and create a new competition mm. without permission, if that was a rule and that carried a certain points penalty, then that makes sense. Yeah. But just, just to try and randomly say, you know what, we're just going to dox point from, points from you can be a bit of a... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I did. I did read somewhere um, today that there's a, there actually is a rule where it says, um, like, whether or not it's, this is for the other FAs, like Spanish FA as well. But there's a rule in in our FA that says you can only compete in like it's got a list of like the the, the, the cups that you're allowed to, is you're only allowed to compete in them certain cups like the FA Cup, the Carling Cup, the uh, not Carling Cup, sorry, the Caribou Cup, the uh, the league that you're in sort of thing, as well as any FIFA competitions. So, I mean, that could 
obviously, depending on how you look into it, that could look like expel them from something or they might get a fine of some sort based on that this new competition isn't part of that rule that you have to be in them competitions I suppose but that I'm not sure of like obviously they didn't actually join another competition they were just proposing to join another competition it didn't quite happen so I think people are just going to I mean, it will change the balance of power. I think the the other teams will now be less worried about them joining another league and then that will change how they did a lot of the votes. Because before we would would kind of, they would suggest seven measures or how many measures and effectively they'll slowly be getting what they want through. Yeah. A a negotiation each time and it'll head more slowly, slowly over the, the direction now. I mean, this is the first time it could go the other way. Yeah, yeah. Where the other clubs have more power. The, yeah, it might help the other clubs, like say the clubs like the the Fulham's, the Palace, the Burnleys, the you know anyone say bottom half table that don't probably have a lot of say when it comes to as much as they probably would. You know, the 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 bigger top six as they call it or big six now would probably have more say when it comes to these meetings or whatever they have at the start of the season and. Stuff like that it might push through more, you know, more of the chairmen of like the, you know, the other half, the, the rest of the table, like the fourteen other teams, to uh, have more say in what what matters and it is going to go on for them that season in the league, you know. Well, it's things like um, I know that um, I saw an article oh, from I think Forbes that that's, it might have been Bloomberg mm. that. that that the um, how American Palace's American investors were very annoyed. They changed the revenue split for the foreign um, TV money coming into the Premier League right. uh, a couple of seasons ago, where effectively it used to be an even split. So yeah. it used to be everyone would make the same amount from the foreign TV as as everyone else. But eventually, yeah. they kind of went. It's kind of gone a certain amount that is evenly split and then everything above that amount is then split by merit. So it depends on how where you finish in the league, depends how much m- money you get from the foreign TV. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what started their kind of, well, say from what we, you know, rumours we've heard is that our, our American owners kind of the possibility of them trying to, you know, sell their shares. Yeah, the same article, but I'm not sure necessarily how true that is, or that's just them blustering because they were annoyed that things didn't go their way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, they're counting what the, the big six of Man United, Man City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, and Tottenham. You know, and I mean, with this kind of even you think of it now, Arsenal haven't been relevant for the last five years or so. Tottenham last couple of years they have been, but Man United since Ferguson's left haven't been relevant personally. You know, I don't think it matters about it's just about, about that reputation, it. isn't it? That's the thing. I think more viewing figures than anything else. Yeah, who's going to bring in the people? I suppose to watch it, I guess. Yeah, the thing that was sort of odd in itself. I mean, the thing that I always found odd about it was because I'm talking about um, global reach and how many viewers they've got around the world. Mm. Well, it was a competition that was supposed to happen on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Yeah. So all that matters is your viewership in Europe because yeah. you can never really sell that in the US because no. everyone will watch it live. If you're watching it live, well, 
It's really it early in the morning. Work hours. No, yeah, it's exactly. a work hours. Oh, work hours, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, so it'll be in the afternoon. It, there's, there's no yeah. audience for you there. The other way around, in kind of in China and Singapore and, and kind of Hong Kong, all that, those regions, mm. it happens too early in the morning. It happens yeah. at 2 a.m. or something. It's, it's not going to... Yeah, and that's the thing, the big thing, of, like, say, obviously, was it Man United, Liverpool, and I think Arsenal, they're all American owners, and I'm assuming they would want their games to be played for the American market as such. I don't think that really matters. I don't think that, that they really, they're that nationalistic that they care about who watches them when. Right. Okay. So I don't think that the American audience is actually that big. Mm. I mean, it's just as a global audience, that's what they're worried about. I don't think that they're too worried about yeah. who watches them. Have you um, have you read any of the, you know, their, their uh, apology messages from, you know, they've brought out? Like, of any I just, of the clubs? I've avoided them. I, I just, I yeah, like I the least, the least them, interesting yeah. thing. I was like, oh, I'm not bothered about what I was going to say. <laughs> See, I, was, I, was, I, was, I literally felt exactly the same. And then I saw the Liverpool owner put out his video message and I think I got two seconds into it. I was like, no, can't be asked. Don't really care what you will have to say, to be honest. You tried to destroy the best part of football, really. You know? well, that was the thing about it. It's taking everything that's bad about American sports and then added it with everything bad about the European sports. Yeah, yeah. Because effectively you were doing this weird thing where they were doing... What's his face? Yeah, it's so. I think the original plan was twenty teams split in half, and they play each other twice. Yeah, that would end up with a lot of dead rubbers after a while. I think only yeah. half of them go through to the next round. The other half, I don't know. Well, yeah, you know <laughs> Arsenal's going to finish bottom every time. Well, that, when you that, get through to the next round at any point. Yeah, and they were talking about things like in putting in quite a low wage cap. So there's talk that they were going to put in a wage cap of fifty percent. Right. Of turnover, which is at the moment most you <laughs> for say that a healthy amount is about seventy percent of turnover being spent on wages. Yeah, most Premier League teams are probably in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy wages still. Yeah, I mean, you look at the Championship; we've got some teams on two hundred percent. Yeah, which yeah. is mad. The, 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 the amount of money that they bring in for every pound they bring in for the girls. Two pounds goes out in wages. Yeah, it's so it's, it's such a uh, a big thing that everyone wants to get out of, isn't it? To go into the Premier League nowadays, the Championship, and there's a lot of money. You know, a lot, hell of a lot of money is being spent in Championship. I don't think a lot of people know about really how much is being spent. And that was that wasn't COVID related. That was I mean that's Reading, and it that, was yeah. That was bef- that was their accounts before the year before the COVID. Before the year before, COVID. yeah, yeah, yeah. Did hear and they're not even good. No, not even good. Not great at the moment, are they? Still, they're still now, the, from it. just outside the, the playoffs. But they're not a great team. You wouldn't say that, that there would be one of the, these well, really the, expensive teams. Yeah, the money they're spent, you'd expect them to be in you know top part of the playoff positions for third and fourth. But yeah. they're not, you know, because there's other teams that have done the same, similar thing as well. You know, the teams that come down, the Norwiches, the Watfords, and uh, uh, oh, who was it? There's, I can't remember whoever else was there. I had already got that wage structure in place and parachute money coming down as well at the same time. So yeah, they're able to spend the money as well as what they had before. I, I don't know about that because often your parachute money, you've already spent it. 
by the time you go down effectively it's you've already committed on wages and you've got these players because you've gone down you've got expensive players that you can't get rid of mm. yeah, so effectively you're stuck with, you're, you're stuck with the wages so you're so you've you're already stuck with your bad decisions from before it's yeah. part of the reason why someone like Norwich has done so well because effectively they didn't spend too much when they were in the Premier League so they didn't have as many expensive mistakes yeah and they yeah. gave them a lot of freedom for this year yeah, they they kept majority of the same team, didn't they, Norwich? Yeah. Like, and they've still got that same team really in it as well. Like, they've they've obviously got a couple of lone players in as well that done quite well for them. So, yeah, see what they do this year. Like, what they hope they hope to do is not to keep going up and down each year. You know. But uh, let's get back to the obviously the Super League fallout. What what kind of punishments would you look at if if there was punishments? I think it's going punishments it's just not gonna it's not gonna be what you want to get out of it. If you're also the other fourteen, so if you're one of the other fourteen, what you want out of this mm. isn't punishment. It's effectively more um more of a say that effectively as a voting block, you know that you're united and as a voting block you can basically you choose what the rule's going to be like in the Premier League because now you're no longer worried about a threat of these teams leaving. Right, yeah. Okay. So you can full, you can push things through to maybe spread the money more evenly. Yeah. That, that in itself is a punishment to these big teams anyway. So, well, you, you know, just, just be, be able to say no to them. You know what? We're not going to reduce the, the size of the league. You know what? We're not going to mm. uh, make things easy for you effectively. Yeah. Well, yeah, there was, I mean, there was they've kind of, of been doing a lot of that stuff anyway. Yeah. It might be more of a thing with what happens with UEFA and these big clubs. I think UEFA's I mean, that's what was a big fight. Yeah, now a lot more tougher it's going to be. Yeah, because effectively, they, they were. Because the fight wasn't really with the rest of the Premier League. It, it's just that was a knock on effect of it. Yeah. The, the, the big fight was really with UEFA. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that that could be that could be pretty damning when it comes to future. Well, it's just uh, I mean, workings with them, I suppose, wouldn't it? Yes, I mean UEFA have already pushed through and, and finished with the whole kind of um, adding the extra teams and playing the Swiss yeah. models. There's going to be a lot more Champions League games going forwards. Yeah, they they put that in on the slide, didn't they? Like, well, not really on the slide. It, it it was. They already pretty much agreed it beforehand. It was just that they wanted to do a couple of things about who who had the uh, media rights, effectively, yeah. who who had the final say on the on the media rights, so whether or not it would be UEFA or yeah. if it would be these other clubs. Right. Yeah. So, so, so it was already kind of pretty much agreed anyway. The the only one I, I don't agree with this one is like this new format is the whole say the likes of Man United are in eighth or something and or seventh and West Ham are in fourth. Man United would go to Champions League, West Ham wouldn't. That no, that's not what's happening, Mark. No, that's not the rules. Is that what, so, what I heard? No, no, no. So, so people get no people can have been it's a bit confusing. If you if you finish fourth, you're in the Champions League, that's fine. Right. If you're one of there's there's two wild card spots that go to that could go to an English team. Right. So if you qualify for Europe anyway, so you have to qualify still. So you still have to be kind of in the top seven or win the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. 
And then effectively you can get an upgrade. So you kind of get yourself upgraded from Europa League to the Champions League. Is if that you are based on the merit thing or whatever it's like the future. Yeah, so, no, no, so it's based on your past performance. So past performance, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like they rank all the teams, and they've been ranking all the teams for, for for a long time. That's how they do the seedings for the groups. Yeah, yeah. And effectively, what they've done is said that the highest ranked team that isn't that has qualified for Europe, but um, but isn't in the Champions League. So I think if it was this year's Champions League that were bringing it in, yeah. it would have been. Arsenal who won the FA Cup and I think Tottenham. Right. So we would have had a ridiculous number of... We've had the big six in the Champions League. Okay. So we would have had whoever finished, the, whoever finished the top four plus the other two as well. Yeah. Right, okay. Okay. Oh, so they wouldn't be moving anyone around. No, that's, that's, that's not how it works. Right. Okay. No, no. There's been a couple of people who've been a bit cheeky and and, and kind of... Message on Twitter and things that, that sound like it's like that, but yeah. But if West Ham say finished fifth, yeah, they wouldn't get into the Champions League. Yeah, but if Man United finished Europe, fifth, yeah. if Man United finished fifth, then they would go into the Champions League through the wild card, right? Because they've been in the Champions League loads and done well in the tournament. And they're part of the seeded team, sort of thing. Yeah, if it's it's not like tennis, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, if you're a, a you almost got to get a buy into the next rounds for well no, no, no. But for the, the, it's like qualifying for the tournaments and some players probably should be going through qualifying but because they're a big name mm. they don't I think that's how it works so that Wimbledon has X number I think of 10 wild cards or something right where they, they just say you know what you're a good player so we'll let you start at this round or something right and it's okay. not done. The rest of it's done by world rankings and things. Okay. Okay. So if you're so if you're a good player, that you're because of injury, your world rankings drop to loads. Mm. Then effectively, you can then get a wild card to go into the tournament if you're a big name. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's makes a bit more sense of it then. Uh, yes, yeah, so it's, it's more like that kind of like a wild. Card. I, to be honest, it, I don't mind it as a rule. To be yeah. honest, I think that, that it would, and there's another wild card spot as well. Where effectively, if you are one of the the kind of smaller nations, you would have to instead of qualifying, you go straight into the group stage. Right. So sometimes I think with, with Ajax, I think they had to the year they got to the final, they had to then. So semi, it wasn't semi-final, so semi-final. You got semi-finals. They still had to go through the qualifying route. They, they didn't go straight into the group stage. Yeah. So that would put them straight through to the group stage, effectively. Okay. Okay. And then so the they, other spot just goes to France. So now the top team, four teams in France. Yeah. Um, go straight to the group stage. Right. Okay. Because um, let's see, we've. With, uh, was it the stance from uh, PSG and Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund of, of basically saying no to this Super League straight away was pretty impressive. So I wonder if they've been able to gain kind of a better, um, a, um, not a better understanding of such, maybe a better, um, a better view with with UEFA on what you know, what their league can gain from this new Champions League format. Like they could have, 
You know, because how no, England they have four teams mean... every year, and I think France only allowed what two or three teams into the Champions no, League. No, they'll, they'll, they'll have four teams like everyone else now. Oh, they have four as well now. Right, they, they will do from the when it kicks in in twenty twenty four. With, with right? the new the new one coming in, it gives them four yeah. teams. Right, because that yeah, that's, that's the thing I was thinking like. Because obviously their their stance was straight away. No, we don't want a Super League. Thinking to myself, they might. It's not, it wasn't straight away. I mean, <laughs> but I think the thing with it was was I think one of the things they mentioned is that the um, the owners of PSG have um, what's his face the TV company that their owner owns also owns the Champions League rights. Right. So <laughs> that that might make him want to. Stay in the Champions League, and, yeah, yeah. And the fact that they paid a lot of money for, for those rights, yeah. And um, with the German teams, they have to get it past their supporters, and the supporters were never going to vote in favour of it. No, no, because yeah, is it this uh, the their kind of ownership is based on the fifty, the 50 plus one basis, isn't it? Most Where, of the teams, yeah. Ah, um, there's a couple of exceptions. So that there's an exception with Schalke because when they brought it in, he was. There's a, the, the ownership of that team, I think, just chucks money at it constantly, and they said, "Oh no, you can carry on kind of doing that." And right. there's exemptions with um, teams that are owned by companies, I think. Okay. So, like VW own Wolfsburg, I think, and Bayern, the um, pharmaceutical company, owns Bayern. Yeah. Leverkusen. Yeah. And what's it? Red Bull have. Red Bull got around it in a weird way. They They're technically they probably got some sort of. Excuse me. Oh, excuse me. Sorry about that. So when they took over their their non-league team, they um, they were effectively the German equivalent of non-league. What they did was they they got the they they got their their, their fans. So four or five people. Yeah. So that's that's the, the fans that own the shares, and they said no one else can buy shit those shares. Right, okay. Or some, it was something weird like that where we effectively said, at this point here, this is the fans owning 51% of the club and then that's it. There's a shut shop. You can't then add you to that. You can't add to that, yeah. Right. Okay. And then that's when they started building them up and putting them up through the legs. Right, okay. So I'm not sure whether or not, because there's a lot of always, I think there's a lot of debate whether or not that counts or not. Or Right. It's also part of the reasons why RB lies with one of the hated teams in Germany. Well, there's a lot of other things to do that with that as well. I think the fact that I think it was they moulded from two other teams or something as well, like dissolved two other teams to make Leipzig that didn't go down too well with a lot of well, the fans of them clubs number one and plus probably the you know other fans of clubs just for thinking like they're just basically buying everyone out just to push their way up. So winning stuff, you know. Yeah. Right. Um, what about the uh, the not sackings and stuff, the leaving of different chairmen? Obviously, Ed- Edward Woods said he's uh, leaving at the end of the financial year or the end of this year, twenty twenty one. Man United. Have you heard of anyone else that's stepping down yet, or? See the only one that's come out and said something about resigning. No, I think the um, Juventus. Oh well, leg, guy, leg, okay. leg leg guy. Yeah, yeah, he's. He said he's going to be stepping down. Oh, he's actually stepping down. Well, and there's a lot of talk that um, Real Madrid's one. Perez, Perez is going to. I'll be very surprised with Perez actually. To be honest, 
there's a lot of talk that he's under extreme pressure to, to step down. I mean, well, technically, Real Madrid is still in it. So. Yeah, exactly. Real Madrid and Barcelona are the only team that have actually not said they're not coming out of it yet. So, <laughs> that's a bit of a weird one. They could have their own El Clasico every year, just in, you know, maybe play in America or something. <laughs> to one <bond> season. <laughs> so, the thing, the fact they tried to get around this, like, of not telling... The, this is, I think the worst part of it is the watching say the Liverpool players or Liverpool and then Jurgen Klopp getting grilled by the media when they hadn't been told anything about this they just literally heard it the night before night before their game and were grilled about it and they're basically trying to concentrate on winning this next game and their owners of their clubs have just basically said there go out there you can face the media we're not going to we're not going to come out and say anything other than you go out there and you're going to get shit for it, basically. One of the things I found quite interesting about it was that one of the, the, the things that have come out recently is that there's a, kind of, um, a British law firm that says that if they did leave the Premier League, these clubs, mm. that it might be considered um, a breach of their contracts. And it means that those players might have been able to leave as free agents. Oh, wow. I could imagine, though, if, yeah. You could imagine how mental it would be if that was what was going to happen. I'll take Phil Foden from Man City all day long. <laughs> is, is that, well, we'll come on to it later, but, but I don't think many players would do it just because of the insecurity of, of yeah. it. Like, of who would, who would you go take to on your well? contract? Yeah. Yeah, because no one's got any money. No, and they're going to want but, the same wages as what they're on. Like, mm. Yeah, I think that's the reality for a lot of players at the moment is whatever happens if they're renewing a contract the next year or two the wages will be heavily reduced yeah yeah so well, I think that that's it's the thing like because obviously you never know what's going to happen like because it's nothing like this has happened where <laughs> who no, knows no, what the FA is going to come before. out well I was going to say who knows what the FA is going to come out and say right or not the FA UA friend saying said well you can't play in World Cups and a big thing for most of these players is playing for your country and especially if you're in yeah. one of the major teams, major like international teams, is yeah. to get to play for your country and play and win a World Cup. Your aim in football as a big, big player and then playing for a big country is to win the World Cup. That's your number one goal. And then for your clubs, it's to win the Champions League or your respective leagues. And to have that taken away from you could well, it could destroy you as a player, couldn't it? I guess, uh, but, uh, but ultimately, it would be uh, it would be a, a, a breach in, in contract, effectively, wouldn't it? Effectively, because they were signed up, they were signed up for that team to to, to play for that team to in play for the team, yeah, in these competitions, yeah. I think it would put the players in a very awkward position because if you think it from their point of view, they could go along with this thing of, of this cup, this cup and it could have been one of those cups that, that kind of they try it once and then it never goes anywhere I mean yeah. do you remember that that club world cup that they had in the early 2000s yeah yeah they tried that one <laughs> and then it never, never came, came back, back to it. never came back to it at all no yeah I think they're going to try a, a new revamped version that's closer to that one at some point FIFA's very keen on that idea yeah I'm quite yep. keen on that as well because I quite like the idea of 
of all the teams around the world facing up and seeing if. Well, yeah, the thing you, you only obviously we play, we play a FIFA World Cup, we play a European Cup, and we play a Club World Cup, which is basically just to a free badge on your shirt for the biggest team that's in that competition. No, it's well, there are years where it doesn't. Oh yeah, no, of course there. There's been like you know a couple of times where it's, it's not been say the Barcelona's or the there is Liverpool's that haven't won it, but. You know, you, you look at the teams that you're playing against. You think to yourself, "Well, that's a a given." You know, and it depends who the, um, a lot of times who the the team takes out there, like the who they take out there. I guess with a lot of times, because if you're trying to also challenge for a title in your own country, uh, it's not so much that it's, it's that last game against the South American team. Some mm. of the South American teams are very good. Oh yeah, it's just that they can't keep hold of the players for very very long. Yeah. Yeah, well, they go Portugal, a lot of them, and everywhere else around the around the world, didn't they? So, yeah. I think that if they had a big tournament like that, I think that you'd see those teams that would have a lot of money in the prize money in that tournament. I think it would help them build for a tournament, and at that point, they would try and keep their players until after that tournament. Yeah, yeah, and then you might see a more even playing field. Yeah, yeah. It would be good the, to see. Uh, it would be good to see like a, a another variant of the Champions League, or so, like kind of thing, where it's including the uh, South American teams, including you know even even the, the American teams or the Australian teams or whatever. Just you know, it's given that know, chance. The, the problem with the, the American teams is they, they, they need to get the, the beaten by the Mexican teams quite easily. Yeah, in well, the, it's, it's just the given that chance. Like, maybe <laughs> just like we'll see because you could. Obviously, for a World Cup, there's there's only teams that are of that um, of that country. There's only one team, isn't it? But if it's a a, a club team, you, you know, you could have to say the top four of England, the top four of Spain, the top four of Brazil, Mexico. But you'd have to probably limit it as well to probably just whoever's won the league that year, because you could get bloody hundreds of teams. The, the way. It- it would be done, I think, when they're looking at it, or the way it works on Football Manager. So, mm. the way that they're talking is going to work is it's going to be a um, based on who gets furthest in the Continental Cups. Right. Okay. So win the, the Champions League, then you get through, and it would be over like three or four years. So, if you've right. won it in the last three or four years, or if you've got to the semi finals in the last couple of years, right. you'd qualify for it. Almost like a, a points base. We finishing like say three years worth of cup sort of thing. Yeah, but very similar to I think the coefficients. So if you yeah. were one of the top teams, you would then get into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <coughs> oh jeez. Right. Yeah, choking on my dinner still. I think hit <laughs> it my throat. So okay. Uh, yeah. Anything else you want to add to the Super League fallout? Oh, that's mainly it. Yeah. Okay, uh, we take a break then and we come back and we'll do the summer outlook. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Okay, we'll take a break and we will see you in part two. Hello, welcome back to part two for the love of the palace. And this time, in part two, we're looking at the summer outlook. Uh, an article that was in the Athletic. I'll let you go, Chris, because uh, 
personally, I haven't read it, so <laughs> I'll get your views on it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, to, to be fair, I mean, like, like the majority of this is just kind of the, the talking points that they had from it and just expanding on it. So effectively, they've so in, they had an article called "Inside the Summer Transfer Market," mm. and it kind of yeah, it really did surprise me what some of the things that they're talking about. Effectively, because so, so far we know we kind of there's twelve people outside the contracts that are going to be renewed or yeah. not renewed or released, and effectively there's a lot of talk about fifty million pounds being the, the kind of the summer transfer the budget. budget sort of thing. Yeah, which I, I never really know how to take. Is that fifty million plus wages, or is that? Well, <laughs> is that yeah, <laughs> yeah, that could, that could add up quite a bit if it's plus wages as well. <laughs> but to be honest nowadays with football like 50 million quid doesn't get you very far especially with a team like Palace that say say half of them players leave we need six players then you know to fill our books and 50 million pounds is just less than 10 million for each player well what I was saying about that was effectively I was just going to look through um, how much we've spent in the last couple of years so mm. So most, so just going back, so 14, 15, it was 30 million. Yep. 15, 16, it was 31. Yeah. 16, 17, it was 104. That was a big one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was spectacular. That, yeah, that, that was, was a big one. Shut up. Tomkins, Sa- TBS. Sacco as well, wasn't it? Sacco was alone. So oh, that that's one, true. It was the year after we bought him, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The year after we bought him, mm. it was 54 million. And the big signings was Gyro, Sacco, and Serloff. Yeah. Million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And near after was only 18.9. Like, it's, it's been on like sort of a, a average of under 20, I think, lot since after that, isn't it? Yeah, generally speaking, it's been a lot less. Yeah. But effectively, we've been kind of paying off the, the players from Big Sands Rain, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. It's big Sam's January's, January's transfer spend. And Partridge, well. I feel like... Yeah. That yeah. Partridge and Tech and Townsend was quite expensive. That's, that's the main main lump sum right there. That was £50 million near enough for the two. <laughs> yeah, so looking like £50 million by itself doesn't seem that much. Yeah, yeah. But then reading this kind of article just kind of opens up how how much that could actually bring through. So one of the things that... Were, so let's just look at the last... the January transfer window. Yeah. Most... So the Premier League the year before was... So in a normal year, it was £230 million Yeah. That was spent. This year was 70 Wow. Then you look to like kind of... If you look at Bundesliga, La Liga, Liga and Serie A all together... Yeah. The year before it was six hundred and sixty. Last year yeah. it was one hundred and ninety-five. Oh wow! So near um, enough the same as just the Premier League. Yeah, everything's just gone right down. Yeah. And one of the things that they kind of said was that they still expect the silly big move to go ahead, but it's anything about below that. And what they're expecting more loans, and they're not expecting players to move from Premiership club to Premiership club. Right. And it's a loan because effectively at the moment they're going to be in high wages. They want to keep the high wages. Yeah also going to be expecting a good price tag and, and generally speaking the premiership teams aren't that desperate yeah because we've got that massive TV deal and well, a lot of countries don't yeah. so effectively what we're, we'll probably be doing so you know what 
we want to stand in, but we want to stand next year when the when things have recovered. Yeah, because probably next year the the, the transfer window is probably going to closer to normal. Yeah, but who yeah. knows? Yeah. It could. It, you never know. Yeah, it could be very much the same for another year. Or it could be crazy yeah. again. For we know, yeah, yeah. And effectively, and then you look at the kind of ex- the external kind of outlook of all these other European top leagues. Teams need to sell. Yeah. Yeah. Teams really need to sell. Yeah. So effectively, one of the, the things that especially been, in the French league, as far as I know, with that TV yes. deal being gone. Yeah. They said basically they don't know what's going to happen with the TV deal for the next three years. Yeah. Um. The one of the things the article mentions the DNCG, effectively like um like a government. I don't even know who they are, but uh, they've they've told all the, the the football clubs in France yeah. that they require. They, they need to balance their books or they require the ownership to put down a deposit to cover them for the rest of the season. Oh, wow. So that's okay. worried about teams going bust during the season. Yeah, yeah. But they want to cover it They want the advance. money to be there ready just in case sort of thing. Yes, basically. So, and one of the things that that, that, that will be for the Liga and Liga. Yeah. So that's both those leagues. And the, one of the things the article was talking about was that normally to kind of to keep things going, you need to sell about ten million to fifteen million euros worth of players each year yeah. to kind of keep ticking over. Yeah, no, they're saying that for this year that they're going to need to sell about forty-five to fifty. Okay, wow, 45. it's, wow. it's big numbers to yeah, keep things yeah. going. Just to keep yourself kind of. Afloat, sort of thing, yeah. Well, it's not afloat. I mean, you get look, businesses can have years where you're a loss as long as you loss making, as long as you kind of have the cash to back it up. But at the moment, I'm not sure whether or not they're going to have that kind of cash lying around. You kind of you're relying on on your owners at that point. And the problem is at the moment is it's depending on the industries. Some of these owners aren't going to have the money. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we're, we're quite lucky at Palace. Effectively, we have got. Which owners that are helping our, our cash flow? They are yeah. helping us with, with money being injected into the club in different ways. Yeah, because they've always well, their sports venture they've got a steal going on at the same time, so their money's constantly moving, I suppose. And then whatever they're doing in the well, stock markets as well, that's coming yeah. Down. And I think that the other thing to mention with them was that we've got this new investor that, that that's yeah. Boston. Although to be fair, we don't know whether or not that money's gone. If he just bought it off someone else, yeah, his shares, and actually he's not actually increased. He's not invested money directly into the club, or if they've issued new shares, and he's, we've then got some more cash for it. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and then kind of the the, the other thing that that this, this article was talking about was just that the um the demands of the players and the clubs have changed. So they were talking about that. That on a normal year, this player here would would they're expecting him to sell for fifteen million, shall I say, and his wages they're expecting about eighty k a week. Right, and they so say that same equivalent player now, they're expecting it to be about a fee of about five million and wages of about forty. Oh wow! So it's half cut, really. Yeah, well, yeah, transfer fee wise, that's down to, oh yeah, that's down two thirds, and effectively you're saying that the wages is half, half the wages, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so this is a, a real opportunity for the club to effectively to find some good players playing good leagues. Yeah. Yeah. Effectively, this is a kind of a once in a. Well, it's a chance is, to actually yeah, get get players from other leagues that 
you know, the clubs are willing, the clubs from that league are willing to sell because they need to sell at the same time. Like, but, but also, it's the quality of player. You would be able to attract the quality of player that we wouldn't normally be able to, to attract. Yes, yeah. Because effectively, there isn't that many buyers at the moment. Mm. And the other teams in the Premier League aren't going to be, because as I said before, a lot of them will need to, to sell in order to buy at the same time. Yeah. They might not want to sell their best assets now because they're undervalued. Yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll rather wait for another year on their contracts and see what happens in next season when it all possibly goes back to normal again. So effectively, so the kind of the cycle of, sort of selling players in order to buy more players becomes more awkward for them. Yeah. So whether or not that mean, then means that, that that teams like Palace can can do better because there's less competition from the other teams around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only thing to, to say about that is if West if West Ham gets the Champions League, they're gonna they're gonna have a hell of a they're lot of money. Go to, crazy, to, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> effectively, I mean, they like have been going crazy in the transfer market in general, but now they'll have a, a that extra chunk of money. To, to, yeah. to, to to invest and they'll want to invest it because they need to really increase the squad yeah yeah well they need to as well I mean in fact a team like West Ham I mean they do how well they're doing so far this year they've only got one striker and that's Antonio but he's been injured for most of this and he's not officially a striker <laughs> you know they've, they've sold Haller they sold Haller and he was their main and only striker Antonio though he's only been a striker for the last well, for this year, really. And no, he's been a striker winner. before, but he's not. He's he, not like a, a number nine, though, is he? Like, no, you know, but he's he's like AU. He's kind of a, a player that, that that will. Well, he's not a winger, though, is he? Really, he's an inside forward. That then, but that's the only then, player they've got. That's the only striker they've got, though. Like, and if you go into the Champions League, you know, he's well. His injury record isn't great anyway, so he's not going to be able to play all the Champions League games, all the Premier League games, all everything. I mean, he's the wrong side of 30, I think, now as well. So they need to bring in, you know, one or two other strikers and, you know, cover up their defence and, you know, probably get in, like, you know, better a better goalkeeper or something maybe, you know, because they're going to have to have a massive overhaul as well if they get Champions League because the, the challenges that it's going to face and if they want to progress in the competition. The other thing is they've got to work out what they're going to do about Lingard as well. Well, that's, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Thing is with Lingard as well. I think he'd be, from what I've seen of him, he looks quite happy. I think he'd be happy to go to West Ham, but dependent if they're in the Champions League. Otherwise, I reckon he's quite happy to stay at Man United and be at Man United because that's his club, you know. But he's not going to be a starter at Manchester United. I very much doubt. Even with this low style, has shown that he can do, you know, what he can on the pitch. I don't think he'd be a starter at Man United still, because they they could they got the players already there that do that anyway, you know, in that same position. But then when where does he end up? Does he end up going on loan to a different team? That's well, that's the thing now. Does does West Ham get him for a, a decent price? Because you know, Man United Man United want to cut their losses, and West Ham would be a William buyers, or do they send him back out on loan to West Ham and then hope for next season? They get more money for him. I think you know, he might be one of those ones where if it's going to happen, it will be a loan and then there'll be a fee agreed at the end, yeah. like a mandatory fee. If it's going to be one of those ones where he will transfer over, 
mm. it would be one of those ones where they'll do they'll do a long term loan and say if he hits these targets he will then sign permanently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that kind of kicks the can down the road a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I mean, obviously, this season there's a few teams that have done the same thing, haven't they? They they bought in loan players and agreed a fee for X Y Z. Obviously, Palace have Matata on loan, and and then the fee agreed for what eighteen months of the loan deal. And West Ham done the same with um, uh, Ben Rama, didn't they? Oh, and I think they actually made it permanent in January anyway, but. Well, yeah, could probably be a few more teams doing the same thing I would have thought this season as well or next season should I say so he's, he's a lot older than I thought he was who's this so, Jesse Lingard I was like a moment he's about, is he, about the same age as Star Hart I think 28 yeah 28 it's old yeah, yeah I, I, I thought he was mid 20s they were in the under 21s together yeah they were in the under 21s <laughs> together weren't they yeah so he's in his prime really now so that's probably <laughs> And he's well, he's proved it. He's he's you know how well he's played. So, but yeah. Anything else in that article that come that's uh, made noted? No, I think that's mainly it, really. That, yeah, they covered all effects. the Palace. What could be for Palace in the? Well, this this should be quite exciting. <laughs> this, I mean, they mentioned they did mention Palace by name at one point, hmm. saying like, look, they've. I think either by plan or by luck, they've ended up in a good position because effectively we've got these 12 players that, that may or may not be leaving. Yeah. So that frees up wages for us to then be able to say, you know what, we can go out there and, and a player that would cost double as much on wages is now going to cost half as much. Yeah. Although I'm not sure necessarily how it's going to work for free agents. Right. Yeah. Whether or not, because they are cheaper, whether or not there'll be a, a bum fight for free agents. Yeah, and any player with a fee might have a a bit of a kind of a different. Yeah, I think it depends on obviously Palace's uh, have been. It's been quite public uh, how you know because this comes up every game. How many players we got coming out at the end of the season? Manager going at the end of the season. I I don't hear it from any other clubs. (laughs) No, no, I think this is it's a bit unique. But I mean, part of it was it's brought on by. I think we'd have sold one or two of those in the summer if we could find buyers for them. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of them are players we wouldn't. You don't want those players that are the players on that list to get long-term contracts. Most of them. Yeah. The ones that actually, you know what, we can do with you for another year, or actually, you know what, you probably should be tough now. Yeah, there are. There's quite a few older players on that list, which you know you keep for another year just because they're good for the. You, know, you think in the next year you'll, you'll, you'll still use them, but you have no idea that two years' time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. I think so, that, that, that's the kind of position that, that they are with these, these platforms. Some of them are going to be on huge money. Oh, yeah. yeah. You think like, like, Sacco is one of Sacco's them. Sacco is, you know, Fenteke, possibly Cahill, Klein, possibly, because he was a free agent. You know. Yeah, this is other thing. So if we have this 50 million. Mm. And we're saying that the the, the wages, so the the transfers have gone down by about two thirds than they were before. Then that yeah. fifty million, that's so you, you know what I say. Effectively, we went money mad. Yeah, we started spending. So we bought Benteke, Townsend, Lucas, like 
Tompkins and PVA. Yeah. And then you could also then say Jaro, Sacco and, and Serloff. Yeah. Those two windows, that 50 million could stretch to, to about the same as that. Oof. If you think about it, like... The, yeah. With the money, like if they're saying it's near enough cut in half, then yeah. It's it's gone down by two thirds. Two thirds, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that would be over them two windows. We spent one hundred and fifty odd, yeah, one hundred sixty really, yeah. So, but like, yeah. So yeah, I mean, and that that's what that. How many players is that? Like seven players. Yeah, Eight, yeah. So, which is near enough what we what we need. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> So we might be all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think it, like we said before, it'll probably come down to there will be a couple where it'll be um, loans to buyers, possibly. Oh yeah, you know. I don't think we'll, we'll be silly with it. Well, I hope we won't be silly with it and just sign one player. <laughs> yeah, well, one player. You know, I mean, this is one marquee player. We just, oh. we just we just nip nip, nip to West Ham and actually say, you know what. We're taking Lingard and just giving him all the money. <laughs> no one else. Man United, we're taking fuck West Ham's Champions League push. Yeah. We'll just give him 50 million, just give him all the money. Just, just give him all, because we, we know he can get 10 goals at least. <laughs> just hope he stays fit. <laughs> There's a thing, like, because um, obviously, say, you know, say, say we need seven players and stuff, then... I mean, getting getting in that many players. Like, I mean, well, how long ago did we have losses cheat? Say two two seasons ago, three seasons ago, nearly. Yeah. Like, and I still can't see him making it at Chelsea with the amount of midfielders they've got. He's obviously alone at Fulham. This he's year. he's in an odd position, isn't he's, he? Yeah, and I would I would love to see him again on loan with us, but have that option to buy. No, because the problem with, with that is that. They're better players that, that we can get on loan from Chelsea because it wouldn't be too bothered. But because it's Chelsea and it's the one that we seem to get a loan player from every season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather get another player on loan. For, I'd rather try out Gallagher or try out, even if you have Mitchie another year, you know, like. See, I'm, I'm still, I'm torn with Mitchie. Because obviously the first loan spell, brilliant, and he, you know, he was being used. That first loan spell, he had a purple patch in the last three months of it. That not good. Goals wise, he didn't. He didn't get the goals. He had, like I said, he had that purple patch. But I actually, when you watched him play, I thought he. Oh, it's fun to watch. He was. He was good to watch. He had that kind of quality that you, you know, you you want. It's just everywhere else, he wasn't really doing a lot. So like even this year, like he hasn't. He's, he's barely had a chance, but when he has got that chance, he hasn't shown the same willingness as what he did the first time around. If that, like, you know, it, it was just the, unfortunate that he scored all those offside goals. Yeah, they seem to yeah. save all his best finishing for when he was offside. Yeah, I, I, mean, right. I, I mean, if he did get them offside goals, I mean, that was what two or two or three goals he got from that. It could have been a different yeah. story. You know, it could have been and, a totally different and story. Did, I mean, he didn't get any more game time after that. It kind yeah. of. That was his running games. Yeah. And then and it happens. I mean, yeah. I still think he's a decent player, but at the same time, he's not, mm. he's not everything. He He's a player that, that will. He's very good for a team like Chelsea or someone for the fact he's with better players oh, yeah. anyway. And that makes him have the opportunities to be offside more because they're creating 10 times more chances than what we are. 
so he can score more goals because he's offside more. You know? I think just, he's a player that will, will finish a chance. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's, he's a fox like, in the box, isn't he? That that we yeah. at, at Palace we have missed probably since oh, Gale, maybe since we've been back up. The closest Gale would of, be the last one, yeah. Yeah, Gale's probably the last kind of fox in the box kind of striker that we had, I would say. And that's seven years ago now. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. That, it's not that long ago. Well, we came up. We we came up 2013, so. Yeah, but he was found for a couple of years, wasn't he? he? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Uh, so if we, yeah, he's left what probably 2015 or something like that. I reckon he was he was with us what two years yeah. before. Party he left decided around, but... See you later. Yeah, I think he left around the time that, that Benteke came in, effectively, didn't he? Or no, no, I think it, I mean, um, he was loaned out, loaned out, then went out. Yeah, he loaned out. I think to was it Newcastle when they was in Championship and scored a ton of goals. And we was all thinking, what the hell have we just done? <laughs> he just scored 30 goals in the championship. Like, <laughs> we haven't got a striker. <laughs> and then we got Ben Teke at the end of that season, I think it was, uh, the start of the season after. And it was like, oh, okay, cool. We've got a 17 goal season striker now. So, Gail, who? And then, yeah, that was the last time we saw Ben Teke get 17 goals. <laughs> okay, we'll move on to the next part. Yeah, uh, move straight on. Or, uh, have another break and then we'll come back break. for part three. Yeah, okay. have a break. And uh, we'll turn back for part three in a second. Okay, welcome back for part three for the for love of Palace. Uh, let's get straight into it. This is going to be our three worst games since promotion. I'm hoping we haven't got all the same three because... That'd be, I mean, it'd be impressive to be honest, but you know, it'd be a bit uh, dull if we had the same, uh, <laughs> same teams and the same mindset. <laughs> I think we've got very similar ones actually. Uh, let's go with uh, managers. I've got two Roy's and one Big Sam. What have you got? Um, wait a second. I'm actually putting it down. Um, how many have you got? <laughs> I've got five at the moment, and I was like, oh, my. <laughs> I thought we were trying not to do duplicates. So oh, okay, so you got to expect backups. I didn't think that far ahead, to be honest. <laughs> Damn it. Should have thought about that. <laughs> and, um, what's his first? Yeah. Right, yeah, no, I've got my three now. You've got your three? Yeah. So, or use your managers. All right. I just remember the games. <laughs> I <laughs> can't remember the managers. That's fine. Paradise, Frank the Bull, and Pardew. Oh, wow. Okay. I can imagine our Paradise one is exactly the same. Yeah, I think everyone's I, the same one. I think it's got to be everyone's same one. And I was at the game, and I think, was you, was we um, both at the game, or was you in the, you was in the homes in the homestead, and I think I was in the half away, I can't remember. If it's the game we're talking about, yes, it's the, it's, a, it's the Sunderland one. Is it the one yeah. you went with James with or something? That's it. Yep, that is it. The one I went with James with. There, yeah. I knew I could. I couldn't remember who I was with, but I knew I was with someone next to me. Cause, yeah, four 0 Sunderland at home, 2017. Big Sam as manager. Ah, oh, 
horrible. I mean, they scored four first half goals, didn't they? Yeah. It was just, it was crazy. It was, awful. It was just awful. so bad. Like, I, oh, damn. Literally, it's probably just the one game. Yeah, this topic. That, that literally <laughs> come to mind straight away like, and still comes to mind when I think we've been in the Premier League for eight years or seven years or whatever. That's the one game I look back on and think, I'm that's disgusting <laughs> that it happened. We both, I think we was, I think we was nineteenth and Sunderland were twentieth, and they made us look like we've not even played a game together in that first half before. Just thrown each other from blokes over the park. We looked like it was, it was just horrible, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it was truly, truly dreadful. Yeah, there's a few games where I, think, oh, I was considering leaving. Yeah, I don't know I've never left the game early. I've never left the game early, and yeah, it got to half time, and I went to the bar and was like, I might just stay in the bar area, like, and then like, have a couple of pints, and then go home. But do you remember the, the just before half time? I think it was the fan that ran onto the pitch and confided Damien Delaney. No, no, I don't remember that. Do you not remember that? Wow. <laughs> yeah, fan, the fan, I think it was just before our time or just as they're walking off, I can't remember who it was, but a fan went up to all, of all the players to say that they haven't got passion, for, especially passion for Palace, the way Damien Delaney was. He went up to the guy that probably would rip your head off. Like, <laughs> he, had, he had some front, <laughs> that guy. But fair play to him. I mean, it was, it was so bad. But then I, I remember at the final whistle that the stewards had to hold back fans, didn't they, from trying to get down the tunnel and everything. There was fans that were trying to get down the tunnel. The stewards are holding people back. It was, oh, it was crazy. <laughs> so that's, that's both our number one then, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's your number two? Uh, it's the Huddersfield one, 3-0. Oh, well, the first game of the season. First game of the season, uh, yeah. Especially for me, because it's where... Um, my mother and, mother and father-in-law are from yeah. Huddersfield. So, <laughs> yeah, that, that was horrible for you. That weekend was bad for you. <laughs> well, just, yeah, the, 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 um, yeah. Anytime I want to visit them, I'm just up there to see yeah. the, the, that side of the, all that side of the family. I'm just going to get ripped. <laughs> yeah. They're all Huddersfield fans as well, didn't they? Well, they're about half Leeds, half Huddersfield. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> Yeah, we had a bad result against Leeds this year as well. But then again, so we beat them as well as well. So they can't really argue with that one. <laughs> no, it's going to remind me how good Danford is, I think. That, that'd be the main are, yeah, that's the main one, yeah. Yeah. So that was Frank the Ball, wasn't it? That, that yeah. Huddersfield one. That's uh, Gyro, uh, was it? Left centre-back. Playing five at the back. Oh. He yeah, was the formation small. movie. Yeah, he was too small like, to play at centre-back. Cool. <laughs> do you play Fozzie Mensah at centre-back as well? Um, I think was, so, yeah. Was he not in the team? Oh, I'm sure we look at the line-up now. I'm not sure, actually. About yeah, that one. Fozzie Mensah was a fine centre-back. Was he playing right centre-back? And then we had Jairo left centre-back and then... Dan in the middle. Dan, yeah. Like... <laughs> you got Luke on punch in the midfield and you got both the cheek and Zaha in the, kind of the, the cam rolls. Literally no stability there. It's just... <laughs> Oh God! He took Luca <laughs> off at half time for yeah. um, for Townsend. <laughs> Just to add more wingers. <laughs> he went down my route of my uh, fun eleven, didn't he? 
<laughs> that's the thing. We weren't playing with wingers. We were playing with fullbacks. <laughs> fullbacks. Yeah, just with a lot of wingers in the midfield, though. Even lost the Chiefs uh, end up playing in sort of the winger role for us in the end for most of that season. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's uh, yeah, that was a pretty bad one. I, I, I just imagine us imagine having uh, Frank the Ball still. It wouldn't be pretty, would it? But then again, you never know. It might have turned out well, but. Yeah, no. <laughs> so glad we didn't. No. 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 <laughs> I, yeah, no. So what, my second game was this season, actually. Yeah. That was the 7-0 against Liverpool. No. I just... <laughs> I don't know what it is. I think there's been more bad performances this season, but because I'm not there, I'll drown them out easier. Yeah. No, yeah, this season there's been worse performances, but I think the fact that what are just, just seven just... goals, seven, like apparently that I saw a stat that was the the most goals we can see home goals for the first time in our entire history that we've let in in a home match, like seven goals. Ah, <laughs> oh, it just we just couldn't deal with how quick Liverpool was in that game. I remember and. We just three goals down at half time and killed us. <laughs> and we're trying to attack them in the second half and then we laid another four. Because, you know, why not? <laughs> but yeah, no, there's definitely been worse games uh, this or, year. Uh, I, think I, I just, just mean that this year, as a year by itself, mm. there's been a lot of really crap games that we've played yeah. in. And effectively, like, more so than any other season, like, all the other ones are kind of like, you, you have a bad game maybe twice a season where it's just truly awful yeah yeah I like that kind of Sunderland game this kind of Liverpool one yeah uh, and the Huddersfield one but this year it's been so many of them there's been a lot but, of bad games yeah because yeah. yeah we fired it up with a 3-0 defeat at Aston Villa yeah well yeah exactly that yeah. was but, awful but before that it wasn't we had much... a really good game against Tottenham didn't we a really good game against Tottenham 1-1 against Tottenham and we played okay and it was like, okay, you know, we've got Liverpool here. Liverpool, you know, letting let seven goal against Villa anyway. So, you know, I think they drew with Fulham their game before that. It was like, oh, we might have a chance of doing something. And then we fucking lost 7-0. 7-0. <laughs> seven nil. Like, they literally destroyed us. <laughs> and then, like I said, our next game after that was Villa and we lost 3-0. And I think that was Boxing Day, wasn't it, I think, as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. Well, what about your, what about your third game then, Chris? Is the the Swansea City one? Oh, what, the last minute five four. Yeah, Markle. <laughs> yeah. It was just truly because the thing is, I wasn't really celebrating the goals because I knew I knew what was going to happen. We all knew what was going to happen. Yeah, all out attack, Pardew. <laughs> well, it's just, like the, all the talk before the game was all about trying to keep a clean sheet. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be tight in this game. It's going to be we're going to keep compact. We're going to be tight. What happened? <laughs> God damn it! You know, like, I mean, was was um just thinking was Jordan Ayew in that squad for Swansea? So uh, look, I scroll up. Routledge was um, yeah. Still no, there now. Was. He's still he's still at Swansea yeah. now. Routledge still playing at what thirty five or something. No, that's Sigerson. They didn't have no. They didn't have Ayew. They didn't have Ayew. Uh, so it must be when they. 
or the year after or year whatever because they've been down the championship what two years now three years something like that haven't they? so they must have them in the yeah, year so, after no, yeah, it, was, it was quite a while because mm. I think this is the year they didn't have an AU because I think they did probably before it didn't they oh yeah because they've got an AU now as well still haven't they yeah, it was brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Just love Wales, I guess, don't they? <laughs> well, just the, yeah, that game. I mean, what, what was he? Was, uh, was it like 4-3 four, four, up, wasn't it, I think, in that game? With, what, yeah. two, two minutes to go? I thought I think it was. Yeah, <laughs> so on the BBC website... Um, they just have like a summary of the last like 15 minutes oh well, the commentary <laughs> summary <laughs> no no, no so, so there was a summary of, of so, so 80 minutes it was 3 all. yeah 84 minutes it was 3-4 Palace were leading yeah then it was 4-4 four, four, uh, 91 minutes and then it was 5-4 in 93 minutes <laughs> oh brilliant I was I was in the York for this one I was watching it in a bar yeah and the barkeeper just gets them giving me free drinks towards the end. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it helps, it, it helps the pain a little bit, but fucking hell. <laughs> it's nice of him, actually. <laughs> he clearly, just like, he clearly you just... saw your face. <laughs> it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. It was going to happen. You knew yeah. it was going to happen. Yeah, no, as soon as you come out with a quote, like, it's a similar thing to... Um, Obviously, the, the FA Cup final, wouldn't it? It's like... I don't think it's the same thing there. <laughs> well, no, not so, not so, like, it's obviously the quote different, like, but I'm thinking like in terms of, you know, you get you get to win in position of, you know, 4-3, four, four, and then two minutes later they score, and then, or was it five minutes later they score, and then two minutes after that they score again to win it, and the FA Cup final for us was getting the lead, does a little stupid dance, and then, um, what, a minute later, they score... I think I was still celebrating trying to find Simon with, like with the beers and then come back and just like fuck's sake <laughs> yeah but yeah okay so yeah my third game is uh, again Roy Watson uh, Brighton 3 Palace 1 in 2018 when Brighton had 10 men for 60 odd minutes and they were one 0 up from the penalty, and they had ten men after sixty minutes. And near and if I if I remember rightly, we didn't really do much until we got our penalty on the eighty first minute at three 0 down. Like, and then Lucas stepped up and got that penalty, and just it, terrible. Kind of to be honest, in a way, reminiscent of the win this season. We had two chances, and we somehow scored the goals this time. But then second. Like with the Penteke volley but I don't know what it is with Roy and Brighton just doesn't like it doesn't doesn't turn up doesn't doesn't really want to be there so we just don't okay, want to play it's it's we have got a couple of wins from them it's just that it's been horrible games to watch though they have remember all, yeah, all, but... every single one of them have been horrible games to watch like so for the neutral it'd be I might as well turn this TV off now because like, as a fan it's dreadful to watch you know, this year it was lucky we got that like smash and grab, didn't we? Yeah. That that one itself, fucking hell, so bad. Well, like, you, you, you're talking about a last minute winner, like it was. 
Oh no, this year, this year's one, the last minute winner, yeah. But like that, that one was three one. Uh, yeah, that, one, that was all, was really awful. Yeah, it was just a terrible game to watch in itself. And the fact they had ten men for sixty minutes and went one 0 up, and somehow, I think was they two 0 up before half time or or just after half time, like the third t- first touch from their substitute in racked the back of the net and then they went 3-0 up and you're thinking what the hell we're a team with 11 men here but you're running rings around us and we didn't create anything till the 80th minute 10 minutes before the end of the game and slides like, well, right. dead and buried that's one. a bit of a miss memory yeah because yeah no, we had 18 shots in the end were they on target though because that could be a shot from halfway line <laughs> it could have been a shot from halfway line because the shot from target, target was really five creating a lot I don't remember. They only had three shots on target, so it wasn't. Mm. So I don't, I don't remember it not happening until like the last ten minutes. I think. I mean, that might have been when, when a lot of stuff happened, but yeah, generally speaking, there was a lot of. I mean, if it, if it, say that say we had ten shots in the last ten minutes, it's still not good enough, though. You know, I think they got their players sent off after twenty-five minutes. It's just oh, and against the two who you're playing against as well, like just. No. It's also <laughs> what happened that season as well. I mean, the, the most frustrating thing about that was ultimately they would have gone down that year if, if we won that game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. Oh my god, that's just making it more frustrating. Fuck's sake! Yeah, oh, god. I think we lost both games that year, didn't we? Yeah, was... yeah, they did the double over us. I think. Pretty sure. Well, cause, yeah, because they've only been in there what four years. Saying like that, pretty sure that was they've only done it once against us double, but yeah, definitely was reminded about that, weren't we? Still, they haven't finished above us though, any time they've been up. So, I'm quite happy with that one at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) For the moment, I'm happy with that one. (laughs) Not gonna count, you know, counted chickens, as they say. So, I think we should be right this year as well. I don't know, get above us now. I'm not jinxing anything, I'm not saying anything just in case. So, yeah, so that's that's the three games. Did you do your third game? Yeah, I think you did, yeah. You did your third game. What, what was your other two games, though? Out of interest. So, what, the, other, the other ones I was looking at. Yeah, yeah. Um, Aston Villa this year, so we could touch on that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then... Yeah, what was the other one from this... What's the other one from this year? It's been a few oh. this year. Yeah, this has been ridiculous. But the thing is, actually, no, it was the year before. Because, yeah, this year, I was not really counting the ones in this year because I wasn't there. Right. So I can kind of just not focus on the TV. Yeah. Yeah, it could be on your phone. You're just like, oh, I'm really annoyed. I'm just going to spend it on Twitter or something. Like, you don't really know. It's awful for for, for that. There's been so many. But it's weird because... Even some of the games that towards the the you know the, the restart project restart last year, like I mean we beat Bournemouth, didn't we? And then, <laughs> it, was, then it was just it was just like right, we give up now. It's like what the fuck? <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like generally speaking, like, so I think the other game I was going to go for was that Sheffield United away game. Um, last year's one was that. Yeah, last year that, that one nil really yeah. annoyed me. Yeah. And I wasn't there for that one. I was on, that was on TV, actually. Don't watch that one. I just really, I just got really annoyed about that one. There's a, there's a common denominator with all with a, well the fact I to- chose two games of Roy's, and you've you've had what there's three of them of Roy's. 
I think most boring and frustrating games. And I do think part of that is just that he's been the longest serving manager for for a very long time. I mean, he's, yeah, he's, he has been there for three years now. Um, but still, though, like I mean, we obviously we've had moments where we thought, oh, brilliant, you know, brilliant game football. You know, even that Bournemouth one, I thought, great. We come back, we're refreshed, and it was, I thought it was a brilliant game, to be honest. But there's been so many drab performances. I mean, yeah, we, we got, we're getting the results, we're getting the points. But as a fan, I mean, a lot of it could be to do with the fact that we, our players, the players that have been there for quite a while, do thrive off having fans there, and our, especially our fans. So it could be to the point that, you know, it's not just the manager, it could be to do the players aren't with it maybe, but it's, oh, it's, it has been some terrible performances. This, this season more than most, it's just been, there's been, yeah, just, 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 you've got that Chelsea 4-0, that was awful. Yeah. That Wolves 2-0, that was awful. Which, which one? The cup one? No, well, oh, well the, oh, yeah. the, the league one. <laughs> the league one, especially, right, yeah, yeah. Because that was actually our first thing. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You got that. Was that Burnley one bad? I was one nil. Burnley one one nil. Yeah, and that that game in general was just a terrible game. I think it was just yeah, but I, yeah, yeah. I don't think that was necessarily just Palace. I think that might have it been was Burnley. Burnley as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was, both teams just didn't seem yeah. to want to show up. Then we did all right for a little while. Mm. Then we had that seven nil and the three nil with Aston Villa. Yeah, and you got that. that, that I think the other ones that have been really awful, like probably the Leeds, one, home, Leeds one as well. Three 0 Yeah, Leeds, Leeds, was, was, was it five one? Wasn't it? I think. No, it's two 0 Is it two 0 Oh no, no, we 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 beat oh. West Brom five one, didn't we? Yeah, we beat sorry, West yeah. Brom five, and we beat Leeds four one. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, and then Leeds they only beat us two 0 Yeah, yeah. Just and yeah, the, the Tottenham four one, but. I, I, Without those ones, I don't really mind so much when it's away at the the other team's yeah. ground and we scored a goal. Yeah, so it's, it's different. Like... It's a different thing when it's at your own home ground where you play there most, and you should be able to play someone off your own park because you're used to that ground sort of thing. Yeah, but when it's yeah when it's away, it's a different kind of feeling. But depending who you're playing, because Brighton, you should always be up for that game. Personally, as a Palace player. But yeah, no, I think a lot of it could be to do with the lack of fans for our, our players. But it's obviously down to the manager at the same time. And there's been some atrocious games to watch. And to, and I think it probably doesn't help watching it on TV because you see every single angle. You see, you know, you see I, I, someone I, making a run and you're thinking, why aren't you not passed to them compared to when you're at, you know... No, I find, it, I find the opposite, it. man. I, I, oh, I can't follow it. I can't follow it as well. Oh, really? I, I'm looking at it thinking, well, I can't see the whole pitch. I can't. Right. So you prefer seeing the, whole, the runs off the balls and more? Yeah, and... yeah. Because effectively, you can't see. It's the angle's not. I don't know. It's just one of those things where you're not seeing everything. Yeah. You're kind of you're focused on what they want to show you, and half the time they want to show you a person in the crowd looking moody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's just the other thing. Like this, this year I've, I've been annoyed with the, the amount of times they've gone to a replay, and it's, it's happened to a lot of Palace games actually more than any other I've noticed. They've gone to a replay, 
Next thing you know, we're at the other end on the edge of the box. It's like, hang on a minute, I want to know how we got on the end of the bloody box. <laughs> they never show a replay either, how we got there. It's like, what? We don't replay, I'm just like three passes. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like, you just think yourself, like, you're just showing us a replay of, I don't know, Steve Parrish in the, you know, in the stand watching his team for like five minutes zooming onto his face. You know, we'll get back to the bloody game here. Like, how did we get to the edge of the box? What happened? You know, who did what? Who got us up there? <laughs> you know, and I see you know, it comes with probably the cameraman being bored, I guess, maybe. <laughs> While they're watching it. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just not the A-team anymore. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, watching. Yeah, they don't want to watch, watch us. They don't want to... Because obviously they... There's amount of times since we've been up as well, we've been like a team, a bit of a bogey team for some teams like Liverpool. We've done it a couple of times. Obviously Chelsea, Man City, you know, this year more Man United, more than anything, which, you know, would have been a, would have been a, a shame if they went to the Super League and got kicked out of the Premier League so we wouldn't be able to get our, you know, three points at Old Trafford. Which, well, know, it would be quite funny to say to, to remind Man United fans that you might be in the, the in a Super League, but the last two times players went to Old Trafford, we got wins. We, yeah, we got wins, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that would be it forever. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be forever in their history. We're like, no, no, no. History has now been forgotten. We're starting. We're starting fresh in our new league. We don't. We don't know. We don't have any history. <laughs> I'm not sure really <laughs> how, how true it is, but um, there was a kind of a, a Real Madrid. Um, Twitter account that, that, that everyone's been retreating, who's been tweeting about all, all this stuff. Oh, right. And he was saying that apparently that they were going to count Champions League uh, wins as European Super League wins. Oh, so if you. Come off it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so, so Real Madrid have won it, oh, was it 11 times? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> No, I think, I think they've won it more than that. I think I, I, think I saw the badge. It was 13 or 14. I saw the badge that... on the shirt, yeah. Okay, yeah, no, I'm out of date because I know that it was 10 when it was it was after Mourinho because Mourinho was supposed to make win it the, the 10th time. Yeah, yeah. They won it a couple of times without Mourinho after that, didn't they? Because Ronaldo got, yeah. what, five or six in the end, didn't he? Like, but yeah, no. I think <laughs> it was three times ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Bloody hell. Fucking, oh. Do you think that was someone employed by Real Madrid? Or it's a wind up or not? A, a wind up kind of, this is what we're going to take of a, a parody account sort of. Well, yeah, because I mean, technically the Champions League isn't the European Cup, and they always count European Cups towards it. Mm. Yeah. You've got to remember a couple of those first Real Madrid ones, there wasn't that many teams in the, in the, the original European Cup. Not compared to what there is now, no. No, I mean, just compared to the like the English teams weren't in it, there's a lot... Of, the European Cup, when it first started, wasn't very good. Oh, right. Oh, so the first... So the first... Uh, so, uh, first, however many, it was, it was just sort of there for, you know, whoever the, you know, the big teams were going to play against just basically farmers' leagues every... teams every year sort of thing. No, 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 no English teams. I, I just think that, that... I think that they were missing... Um, Wait a second. Yeah, they're, they're missing some of the... Well, like the big names? I think so, yeah. I think the, the first... <coughs> yeah, so Hibs was in the first tournament. Oh, wow. 
And who else was there? So in the knockout stages, there was Anderlecht. There was Belgium. Milan, PSV, Sporting C, Real Madrid. Well, that is so, well, there was a lot more teams, but they're the only recognisable teams. Oh, they're recognisable. Right, okay. Wow. Yeah, okay. there wasn't any English teams in it. Yeah. And Real Madrid have been a very good team for 60 plus years, haven't they? So, I think that there, was an, there was an attitude that in England at that point in time that the FA Cup was better than the European Cup. Yeah. And the, the team that won the FA Cup would have done better. Right. Right. Because, I mean, when did English teams go into the Champions League? I have no idea. So the European Cup, so I'm going to find out now. Because, <laughs> well, I was thinking, because wasn't it the the Munich air disaster, wasn't that 60s? Yeah, no, so the next year, Man United joined. Right, okay. So it was only one year that they weren't involved. Right. And a lot of teams joined after that. So it was like, almost like, like a, if, if they can join, let's all go join as well sort of thing. Yeah, there was a lot more teams. So it's still only one team from each country. Mm. There was a lot more teams. There's like a qualifying round by the looks of it. Okay. See, that's the, that's the ch- sort of changes you want to hear for, you know, a European Super League, stuff like that. Like, you know, people willing to, you know, make a change and, you know, it, for the great good, not just trying to cast yourself off to make fucking billions of quid and have no no form of being relegated from it and no form of competitiveness in a way because you know it's crazy yeah but at the same time okay first of all you don't get relegated from the European Cup you have to re-qualify each year oh no no but yeah but this, the, the founding members would be always in it even if they come bottom that kind of you know thing with yeah. the four other teams yeah, that, that, that's that, the that. kind of thing I'm in so yeah yeah but then I think it would have been a weird cup anyway because it, there's not enough variety in, in the teams in the mm. tight style of teams that would get yeah. really grabbed really quickly. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things it was missing that was really good about the kind of the American sports is how they do their fixtures. Yeah. So the NFL, the, the way they keep it fresh is there's certain teams you don't play. You only play once every four years. Yeah. So for example, I think the Jets and the Giants will only play each other every four years. Yeah. And they keep the fixtures like that. So there's always there's at least four teams when you when the fixtures come out that you've not played in four years. So yeah. it was probably last time you played them, they probably have about four players left from from, from that the original time. time yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that keeps it interesting. Just, it keeps it's it's crazy interesting. when you think like this, their their roster space is what thirty odd players, players more than that probably. No, so the, the, the squad space is 56, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. then you get like a couple of reserve players on top of that as well. Yeah. And there's constant churn. I think the average career for an NFL player is less than a season. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the amount of players that will come in, be there for a month or two, and then just be like, you're gone. This isn't, yeah, this isn't, this isn't working sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. You're, 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 not, you're not in. Go, go, so, go to the XFL. <laughs> well, that's the thing, because there's no one, no one for them to go. So no, yeah. these the NFL teams will have a pre-season and they'll have 120 players turn up. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's a squad size to start off with. And then they just slowly <laughs> they get all the them down, yeah. 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 Crazy. Okay. Well, slightly off topic of the end, but... 
exactly. That's us, isn't it? It's literally all we do, literally. <laughs> Self topic. Self topic chat, and that's it. But, you know, I think uh, time to call it, I think. Yeah, that's good. But yeah, no, so yeah, this has been for the Love Palace. I've been Mark. I'm Chris. I'm Chris. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you on the next pod. Like, if you listen all the way to the end, share. Share the pod. Hope you like it. Give some feedback. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you at the next one. All right. Have a good night. Good night.